0: Around Comics, episode 26. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a weekly roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Niesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the producer of the show... Wait, where's Brian at? His daughter is sick, Chris. Now, well, now you're just making me feel bad. I was going to make <laughs> a joke about it, but uh, yeah, yes, for listeners out there, uh, uh, our dear Sal is, uh, has taken the, the evening away from the show to be home with his, uh, his daughter, who is uh, not feeling well, but uh, he's doing what well. all good fathers should. So I turned the tables on you. Yes, you <laughs> did. Everyone out there, this is the second time we have recorded the intro, because I am the producer of the show today, and I suck. So send all of your complaints about the audio quality to me today. Uh, so anyway, we are, we are joined by our Around Comics regular, Mr. Tom Caters. Hey, how's it going, everyone? And our guest this week is the winner of our May contest. He is uh, our longtime friend of the show, Mr. Matt Kramer. Hello, hello. Matt, welcome to the show, Anna, and congratulations. Uh, did you get your trade paper back?
1: Yes, I did. I received it on Wednesday after many problems with
0: UPS. But Are you-,
2: you enjoying the Vampirella trade?
0: <laughs> yes, very much. Good. Good to hear. Just in time for Halloween. Yes, exactly. This is going to be so bad, we're not going to air this till October. And so. <laughs> well well let me go over a couple Front end announcements here uh, Around Comics is recorded every Friday From 7 to 9 at Dark Tower Comics Located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago If you're in the area please come by And introduce yourself We would love to meet you We had a couple forum members today uh, Rudiger and Deidre They they pop in here from time to time So we uh, hung out before the show a little bit uh, And they took advan- advantage Of Dark Towers offer, which is a 20% discount on purchases made during our show recordings. Just mention Around Comics when you check out and receive 20% off your purchase. It's that easy. Or point at us. I think that would take it if they... Scof. Uh, scoff. A so- Scoff. Throw, throw tomatoes. And <laughs> we rotten, count rotten saying, vegetables. "What are those guys doing here?" <laughs> as mentioning us. <laughs> well, well, we just talked about our May contest. Don't forget about our June contest this month. Write a comics or around comics themed haiku and email it to info at aroundcomics.com. dot com. Uh, please remember to inter- include your name and city and country of residence, because we have a lot of people outside of the U.S. that listen to us, which is kind of cool. Uh, the response for this contest has been freaking awesome. They're, we're getting we're getting tons Hundreds. of haikus every day. Hundreds. So we'll, we will end today's show with some of our. our Haiku uh, goodness entries. Which we is should start it. We should do a Haiku podcast. Apparently it, that is a we, market
2: had, that is untapped yet.
0: We've had that many entries we <laughs> could do. It's been awesome. Um, uh, a nice announcement for the website, which if you haven't gone to Around Comics, I, I definitely uh, encourage you to. It is turning into just one of the best news and opinion sites out there, in my opinion. I can say that because Sal does that. Of course, you know, next week he's going to say, I've got to be home sick, so you have to run the, the website now and produce the show. I'm yeah. I'm feeling very very beat upon today. Beat upon, yes. But but such as anyway, your lot in life. We have added blogs to Around Comics. Uh, we're we're very excited to offer a place for fans and creators to express themselves and keep us informed about what they're up to. Uh, we already have six blogs up and running, with more on the way. Uh, just go and check the community section of the site for more details. And I think uh, Tom, you have a blog, and and oh. Darth Kramer has There's has a blog also.
2: Yeah, there's no reason why you have to listen to us talk about uninformed, you know, bullshit. You can also share your own ill-formed opinions. <laughs> yes. You, you we can all have one and read none of them.
0: Now you can listen every Monday to Tom and, and check back throughout <laughs> and read, the week. And, and read
2: and the same crap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, uh, Matt Kramer, I think you started a blog, right?
1: Yes, I did. I just can't make
0: any posts in it right now. Sal is working on that, so by the time that this uh, episode airs, we should have the blogs all figured out. Um, I would encourage everyone, if you enjoy Around Comics, please drop by the iTunes Music Store and write us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, A lot of podcasts ask you to vote at Podcast Alley every month. We'd just like you to write one quick review, uh, be in and out and done. Uh, I'd like to thank the listeners who did so last week. I think we had... uh, Three new reviews pop up. Really great. I, I check iTunes every day to see if we have new reviews. All and, right, then. And when, I'm sorry I'm so ridiculous that way. But whenever I see a new review, it, it just it makes me it makes so happy. Heart. Is it anyone? Is it anyone we don't know or are not related to? You, you know, I will not put reviews on there. You haven't. Sal hasn't. You know, we don't put reviews on there. We have had a couple. Wink. Yeah, wink. wink. No, no. (laughs) We've we've had a couple guests that have. Matt was was kind enough to to put a review up there for us. So, um, it's all listeners or or former guests, which is is the way to do it. Thanks, Matt. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, All right. Well, guys, are you ready to actually talk about some comics? That's what we try and do here. Of course. Yeah, okay. Ta- ta- I was waiting to see where Matt fell on this one. <laughs> I, yeah,
2: I, I guess popular opinion's going with the comics and stuff, uh, haikus. So.
0: All right. Well, this week we are going to discuss the contest winning topic that Matt submitted back in April or back in May to us Um, here is what uh, Matt's post from the forum that uh, makes it (laughs) makes it responsible for him to be here today Uh, his (laughs) post was I think that a great topic would be people from outside the comics world coming in to write comics like Kevin Smith J. Michael Straczynski and uh, Alan Heinberg and others as well as people in comics going outside of the world of comics to work such as Jeff Loeb and Peter David there are definitely Pros and cons associated with each point. Uh, so there you go. That was Matt's post. I thought it would make a great topic for us to, uh, to discuss. Uh, writers that are crossing over from other mediums and vice versa. Uh, we'll get to some specific examples of that. But first, I want to talk with Matt. Why did you think that was going to be a good topic to discuss on Around Comics?
2: Yeah, why?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like over the
1: past ten years or so, People, A lot of people have been coming in from the worlds of film and TV to write comics, such as uh, Kevin Smith and J. Michael Straczynski, and while this is intended to bring in all of their fans with them, it I don't know how many of the fans have actually stayed in the world of comics. And I'm not saying that all of these stories have been bad or anything, but when you're paying big money to someone like Kevin Smith to write a miniseries where the fourth issue comes out three and a half years after the third issue that is less money that you can spend in developing new talent or just getting other books out on time.
0: Well, I know uh, that's... mm -hmm, Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I I, I, Uh, I was... (laughs) <laughs> <We're> uh, gonna... <laughs> Matt, who wants you, to go, you go ahead. First.
1: All uh, right. Oh, uh, sorry. You what know, i saying that uh, this <laughs> may seem like it's a, uh, a a childhood dream for some of these creators, but it's also are we preventing some other up and coming creators from getting their work done? And well, yeah, that's that's about it. That's about
0: it. So, well, it, it sounds like you see that there are some advantages to it, but it sounds like you also feel like there are a lot of people that are that are maybe getting pushed off to the side. That there maybe a, a young creator ready to come up, but you know, then someone like you know Alan Heinberg or you know. Charlie Houston, whoever, which I I like their work, but, you know, the the comic companies, especially the big two, are giving these guys the chance before maybe some of the indie writers that have been in the industry, you know, toiling away for, you know, 10 or 15 years.
2: I, I, I also think, though, like, especially the guys you just mentioned, who's to say, like, if they had been around 20 years earlier, they wouldn't have just started writing comics instead of doing movies or writing novels. So I think part of it isn't just a fascination with getting people from Hollywood to write. It's almost become a necessity because of the market. That's what people want. You know, like it's not just like a decision that like a switch that got flipped at one point. I mean, there's a talent level. I I, think
0: that you have to look at at some of the different creators that are coming into it. Because you look at someone like J. Michael Straczynski. He had a a huge sci-fi fan base out there from Babylon 5 and and some of his other works that he had done. And that was a big name to come into comics, where you look at someone like, you know, I'm going to mention him 20 times today, but you look at someone like Greg Rucka, (laughs) who who, who probably... Where, where you know, Greg Rucka is not a J. Michael Straczynski-type name, and uh, I don't know if there are more people that know about him through comics now as opposed to his his work as a novelist. So I think there are different levels of... Well, I think also there's different levels
2: in the sense that there's a huge part of the public that has no idea who Jan
0: Michael Straczynski is either. Well, that, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's, that's just, true, yeah. but you look at a guy like Charlie Houston, who's writing Moon Knight now, and uh, there's a lot more people that know Kevin Smith than Charlie Houston. Oh yeah,
2: it's true. I'm I'm just saying that it's not like, uh, you know, Michael Scorsese's right. Everyone knows yeah. who J. Michael Scorszinski <laughs> is. What are you talking yeah, about? I just pissed off
0: Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, here's a, uh, one guy I'm going to throw out there, and and I've uh, Matt was very diligent in his research this week, so I have a list of about gosh 20 creators anyway. He and missed I'll, one though. Yes, he, but I'm going to save that for the end. No, what? Well, yeah, he did. <laughs> no, um, but uh, I'm going to kind of mark these guys off. One guy that definitely had a even beyond a cult following that. I mean, rabid fans that that have—he has now come into comics, and that's Joss Whedon. You know, here's a guy that you know—the movie Buffy, and then the the TV show and Angel, and then Firefly. But this guy's writing pretty darn good comics these days. Matt, what do you think about Joss Whedon and his his move over to the comics world?
1: Oh, I love Joss Whedon's comics. I love pretty much all of the work that he's done. I'm a big fan of Buffy and Angel. And Joss Whedon has actually done a little bit of introducing some things in comics that have actually transferred over to his, um, his TV and movies because uh, he wrote a miniseries a few years ago called Fray, which introduced some concepts that tied heavily into the series finale of Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: Oh yeah, yeah I, I loved Frey. It's the you're, you're talking about the the big uh, uh, axe with the uh, with the with the wood stake on the end of it that they used in the last season of Buffy. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, it it was. Whedon was always very good about giving little nods in the comics to the series, and you could. You know, they weren't totally separate. You could read the comics and actually draw more out of the the TV show experience by by reading them, which you know, it was it was really a nice exercise in taking another medium and and adding to to what the series was.
2: Exactly. I think Whedon falls sort of into. Um, I sort of divide some of these guys up into two kind of groups. There's someone like Whedon who has very much a certain style to what he does. Like you can tell. If something's weeden just by reading it, because that's the you know sort of like the way Bendis has a style. You ever you get know?
0: the feeling in Astonishing that you that can take, yeah, you can replace. You can you can th- take, what is it, the uh, Emma and Cyclops and Wolverine and Kitty Pride and replace Place them with, with Willow and Xander and yeah, Buffy. Yeah, I mean, and-,
2: and it's not if it's obviously works for him, so there's nothing wrong with that. That I mean, there's guys like that that mm-hmm. you know you read. Their stuff, and you know that is what it is. That's their style, and they've taken their style, in whatever medium they've had before, and sort of brought it to the comic book. You know, I, I I or, love yeah. his
0: dialogue though. Love his dialogue, and it's it's definitely translating to the X world. But it, it's it's the the most character driven X book that I've read in mm-hmm. fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So uh, that's one. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That's,
1: that's Matt. where I, that's where John strength lies. Is he he just writes some incredible characters, and that's something that the X world has been missing since about oh, 1980s.
0: <laughs> yeah, about the time before I left actually, which was about ninety, ninety three. I think I I jumped off board from comics almost uh, altogether, and and they wrote me back in. Bastards.
2: Greg Rucka and his beautiful eyes. Oh, Greg. <laughs> the oh, Greg Rucka. Green
0: country. No, it's awesome, awesome stuff. Um, I'll tell you what, another guy that uh, that his name doesn't get bounced around a lot, but Matt had it on the list, and I think uh, uh, rightfully so, and that's uh, uh, Michael uh, Chabin. And he's of course, the novelist that wrote uh, Cavalier and Clay, which is a, a great novel, not just a Uh, novel about comic book creators but it's just great novel uh he writes the escapist and another thing is that he was the screenwriter of course for spider-man 2 uh how do you and we'll go back to matt with each one of these to start off with what do you think about Chabon as a comic creator and just a a creator that understands the the comic medium in general
1: well um i Haven't read a whole lot of uh, Chabon's work inside comics. My first exposure to him was actually reading uh, Wonder Boys in college, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a good book. But I think uh, one thing that Michael Chabon really does is he uses the uh, the comics medium in a really interesting way. Because from what I've read of the Escapists, it's it's uh, it's very self uh referential and pokes at the the fourth wall, but it's also the pretty good stories but uh, I have to admit though that I really don't have a lot of exposure to him
0: He's a very talented writer and I really like the escapist um, work that he's done. It, it, it's expensive. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's too expensive. But uh, actually, uh, I believe that Brian K. Vaughn is going to take over the Escapist for at least one issue. Is that...
2: No, he's writing the
0: whole Is he writing series. the whole series? I think
2: so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: That's, you know... Which is kind of... Which I think is
2: good. I think there's a... I think a series like that sort of needs someone like Vaughn, only because Shabin um, sort of has... That same quality of like sort of poking at the fourth wall sometimes mm-hmm. doesn't hold up. You can't read issue after issue of that sort of homage almost, and it's good, but, but there's it, also it, like a realm well, of well, it like, comes
0: out so infrequently that you know, <laughs> inexpensively. Yeah, and, well, you know, I, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't afford that book every month. I know, but, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I can deal with that with that type of a book. you yeah. know, whenever what, every three months or whatever it comes out. Does I get to be Mr. Negative today. Yes, you, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You, you have to be you, like, let me see who we're talking about so I can start thinking about bad things to say about him. <laughs> You've replaced Mark Beatty, Mr. Uh, that guy's overrated. That guy's, let's see, <laughs> that guy's ass, so overrated. ass, <laughs> ass, um, <laughs> hack, sorry. Stop. All right, we've got to we talk about him some at some point, guys. Uh, Kevin Smith. And uh, this is a guy that there are, I mean, there are film fans that love him. There are film fans that hate him. There are comic fans that think he's the best writer since stan lee um <laughs> and, and and then there are people that just can't stand what he does uh I, i'm gonna say that one of my favorite dc series and i'm a marvel and indie guy but one of my favorite dc runs ever was his relaunch of green arrow with phil yeah. hester and and andy yes. parks yeah it that was fun it was well written it was well conceived it was i mean that was that was Them's was good comics. <laughs> them's, them's was the good days. Absolutely. Good, good comics. And I mean, there are there are film fans out there, and and Tom and I were joking around before the show that yeah. <laughs> I know, I'll say it so people can get mad at me.
2: I said that his comics have been better than his movies since Clerks. Yeah, since since Clerks. That's what I said. So, all you Kevin Smith lovers. Who enjoy Mallrats. Send your hate mail to Send Tom your Anders. hate mail to me. <laughs> but along uh, with a plot for Mallrats too. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: oh yeah, well, I mean I'm we to you. I mean, were talking about we were talking about Mallrats. Mallrats is a fun movie. It's a great you, you said it, it's a it's a great movie of conversations one after the other. It's but, nice to quote to other people. Exactly. But but the plot of that movie was so jacked up. <laughs> That's so we it, turned into a movie <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You know, I mean they basically they 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 screened that movie and the whole opening scene. I mean if you watch the extras on Mallrats, Kevin Smith's like, yeah, we screened it and the first twenty minutes of the movie flopped, so we took it out and we basically overdubbed, you know, a twenty percent of the movie, so it made sense, kind of. It, it's 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 not a great plot driven movie. I mean it's, a, it's but how a great... about
2: his Daredevil, huh? I liked his Daredevil. No, right? I was just I was just saying that to. So keep me from ranting. Keep you so, so we don't get angry. You know, rats rat. We'll no, get I, a rat in the no, mail. No, I
0: really like mall rats, but you have to admit that the plot is jacked up. See,
2: this is weird oh, now because yeah. now I'm arguing with you. I don't, I don't, I don't even like mall rats, and
0: i now arguing you with you. Aunt, get over here. <laughs> yeah, Mister, I'm going to argue with you. Well, let's Matt, let our, what let, what let our guest talk, Matt. Your, your <laughs> thoughts on Kevin Smith? Well, I
1: really like Kevin Smith, and he just. He brings a he brought a very interesting outlook in the world into the comics that he did, and I've um, I know he loves Daredevil; and it's his favorite character. But I wasn't really a big fan of his work on Daredevil. But I felt that Kevin Smith's personality worked more worked uh, better with Green Arrow because with Ollie doing his wisecracks and stuff, it just seemed like more of Kevin Smith was able to come out in the character.
0: Well that, that... And I like Mallrats. <laughs> I like Mallrats too, so don't send me hate mail. No. Um I I really I really enjoyed his Green Arrow because it was a lot of conversation and dialogue where his Daredevil run I I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was a very good run on Daredevil. That was not a talky-talky run. I mean it was it was a pretty pretty serious um, I don't want to say action. I mean, but there weren't a lot of you know. Hey, what are you guys doing tonight? Uh, after uh, all right, see, uh, he can write better than us. That you know, was our I, idea. Of I, I like, I like, <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like Kevin Smith. I would like to see him set down the movies and say, "I'm going to write comics for four years. I'm going to do a four year run on this book." But he's not going to do that because movies pay a hell of a lot more than comics. <laughs> That clerk's two train is coming to the station, yeah you know who's um actually um you know who drew uh clerk's the the first uh clerk's comic adaption Kurt Swan oh it was Phil Hester oh okay yeah so we'll see if I she- didn't know i the, I didn't oh, wow. really think it was Kurt Swan. we we love the Phil Hester um uh, who did you want to talk about next? Uh, time? I
2: was jokingly pointing to Greg Rucka. Oh,
0: shut up. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to him, and we will kiss his feet later. Who is the next uh, big person uh, Matt, this is the guy that was at the the top of your list, and I've am, I I've read Road to Perdition, but uh, it's not a guy that I know a whole lot of his work, but that's Max Allen Collins. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Well,
1: um, Max Allen Collins is probably one of the... Uh, Few people that actually really gets no hype about from being outside the world of comics, and the first exposure I had to him was when he was writing Batman right after uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and he introduced the new Jason Todd and tied up a lot of those loose ends. But what, uh, he's a he's a very good crime novelist, and I know. He, I believe he's been writing some episodes of CSI as well, as well as doing some novelizations with with those. So, so if if he's in his element, he does very well. And he's a fellow island, so
0: he can't go wrong with Wait, that. Wait, you're you're from Iowa? <laughs> yes, um, I am. Um, um, that's it. We're stopping.
2: If we run over, we might just edit out the Max Allen Collins part. Oh, stop getting Stop.
0: <laughs> Where at in Iowa are you from, Matt? I'm originally from a Waverly, Iowa. Boo! Is- I don't even. I don't know. That is. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Mr. Negative. What which corner of the state is that from? Uh, that's in the northeast corner. Northeast corner. So you're up by, uh, by north the of Waterloo. Uh, yeah, uh, ten miles north of Waterloo. Okay, and, and I know. I, I lived in I lived in Newton, Iowa, for six weeks. Ah, uh, oh and yes. Until work for, Newt release let you I'm out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> prison <laughs> joke. No, and then I lived in Des Moines for like three years. Uh, it's a real tough time for for me to live in Iowa because I was like in my young twenties, and that is not a young twenties type of type of place to be. So. But if you enjoy, if you're a farming enthusiast, yes, yes. But I am deviating. But uh, no, there, I, Iowa City is, is a hopping good town. I I believe you. It it is it is a full place. <laughs> Not. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> but, um, full of it. That's
2: uh, why I spent five years there.
0: You only spent five years in Iowa. Oh, uh,
1: in in
0: Iowa City. Oh oh, you're a Hawkeye, aren't you?
1: Yes, yes. Gox. yes. Gox. <laughs> I, had, I had so much fun there that it took me five years to graduate.
0: Nice. It's it, it is a it is a good town. So even though they do put their basketball arenas underground.
1: I'm Steve Bryant, and you're listening to Around Comics. And Tom Cater's is not wearing any pants. Steaming
0: okay, heads. you 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 gotta you gotta help me with this name, Javier Grillo. Mark Swatch. Margla, yeah, Mark Swallow. So People call him <laughs> JGM. For the- I'm the worst. I'm the worst person for this podcast because I butcher everyone's name. Okay, you've got Middleman and uh, Superscroll, and this is one of the guys. On- it's Lost. Everyone that works for- on Lost works in comics. Yes, yes. What what is and, up uh, with that?
1: <clears throat> Lost is a very uh, episodic and. Character-driven show like, like the comics are. There, it seems like the Lost is what I would think of to be a, a comic book set on on TV from week to week, and I you can tell that there are a lot of fans that the people on Lost are fans with the uh, the Flash comics in the first season and
0: who would Michael read that crap. No, I'm sorry. Someone of Superior <laughs> intelligence
2: and ha- handsome,
0: most likely. <laughs> handsome but not man. always. Not necessarily. <laughs> no, didn't. Uh, who? What comic writers have worked on Lost? Mark uh, For Hayden. Jeff
1: Loeb is actually one of the is a the plot supervisor,
0: I believe. Okay. That, didn't and Loeb worked, and we'll get to him. Well, no, I was going to say we'll get to him Hayden, later. Screw it, we'll talk about Loeb. Does For Hayden do Lost, or is he doing a different television show? Um. Well, the, uh, he does Battlestar. Oh, ah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And he's doing what else? Is he's done Superman. He's doing Superman, Batman. He was out. on. He did some stuff for um um Smallville. Small if you guys yeah. are if you guys are interested on uh and, and a couple of the guys, uh, I always talk about Word balloon because John Centris does such a great job doing interviews. He did a um an interview with Verheiden. Yeah. And it was it was great. that, that guy was was awesome, so check out that interview if you have a chance. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've got uh, uh, Damon Lind- Lindelof. <laughs> He He's hey. another lost guy. Uh, he's doing I... U- Ultimate Hulk versus Ultimate Wolverine, which came out, what, two issues, and then... Director's <laughs> cut. Yeah. <that's> <laughs> yes. It, okay, That that's going to be my bitch and moan and gripe on all this, is if you're going to come over from TV or movie. Finish your books. Put out your goddamn books on time. I'm looking at you specifically. Uh, we already talked about all of them. Was it what? He- Heimberg. He- Heimberg. It's, and, and I know, it, they have commitments that are already set in stone. But Marvel, DC, if you're going to pull these guys over from that side of the entertainment industry, man, put them on a schedule. And if they can't meet it, you know, don't make it an ongoing series. Or, or if it's going to be a miniseries, I mean, seriously, how long does it take to write a four-issue miniseries? I've been working on issue four of mine for eight years now. I'm kidding. I don't have any. I have no. I have no I've never days. seen the rough cut of that. The Tom. Rough cut. No, and it's you know it's easy for me to sit here and bitch and moan about it because yeah. I don't write. I yeah. just it is I, easy for me. I, I just sit behind a microphone once yeah, a week and, and and drink beer. Um, but Matt, I mean, do you agree with that? It's like you know if you're gonna sign up to to do got a four issue miniseries, can't you just write the four-issue miniseries and give it to them and say, here you go, editors, find an artist? Oh, definitely. Because I know personally
1: that if I'm at work and I don't meet my deadlines, I get in trouble for that. And so I don't see why the editors on these books don't do more to try to get uh, these creators to get their work finished. I I know we've mentioned Alan Heidenberg, but Kevin Smith in his – Spider-Man Black Cat it took from what September 2002 till just a couple months ago for him to get the series completed
0: yeah and i That's- think i think unfortunately for for marvel on that whole thing which that was a big draw but that that just absolutely destroyed the sales on that book i don't know what the sales were there was fans that died during that time period. <laughs> you know, but you know, and I, I I may be casting, you know, stones where they don't need to go, but you know, because it's not always the writer. A lot of, a lot of the a lot of the deadline misses are because of the artist and so uh, on the ultimate Wolverine, ultimate Hulk mini, that that may be the artist. I don't know, but I just because this guy works in TV it's because we know his name Yeah, because you know his name, you know he's in TV, you automatically go, oh, well, comics aren't important enough to him, so why'd they get him on there anyway? And I really like the first two issues, by the way. How about Ultimate Pink Slip? Get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's move on here a little bit. Um, You had Daniel Close on there, uh, who, of course, wrote Ghost World and he was also the screenwriter for Ghost World. I I think that's a little bit different because at that point he's just uh, basically screenwriting for his own work. So right. It, it's kind of like Frank Miller working on Sin City. I don't know if that I guess it would count as crossing mediums, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean if you're working on your own work and the adaptions of that into other mediums, I guess does that count? No. <laughs> Tom says no,
2: no, scratch him from the list. Okay,
0: all right, Daniel. <laughs> sorry, Close. sorry my... Frank Miller's off. Uh, uh, blah blah blah. All right, we're going to talk about uh, a couple guys that uh, that Tom is going to be very interested in. And I would also say again uh, if you want to hear more from these guys, check out uh, Word Balloon because uh, John did an interview with these two guys also. And that's Danny Bilson and Paul Um uh, Tom, why don't you? Talk about these guys. They're,
2: they're the guys that are going to be writing the Flash that's coming out next Wednesday. Actually, is it next Wednesday? yeah, I'm psyched for it. Who is it? Who else It's going to be Barry. It's not Barry West. Barry West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barry West. I'm sort of... They changed history. The damn Superboy and his
0: punches against the. <laughs> no, but uh, but uh, Didio said it was not Barry Allen. No, Move of course on.
2: not. <laughs> uh, but uh, they also did um, the Flash television show, mm-hmm. and. Also, I'm looking at the list now. The Rocketeer was
0: the one that I was going to mention. Yeah, I mean these guys. These guys have worked on uh, the, yeah. the Sentinel. If the Sentinel, you remember that yep. TV show, um, and they worked on a lot of a lot of very good short-lived shows. Yeah. And they work in video games. Well, also. That's
2: how you build a cult. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good. That's what you want.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I worked <laughs> on this one four-episode yeah. TV show. It was really good. They just didn't catch on. They didn't. Just didn't get it. Uh, Matt, are you a Flash fan? Yes, I am. Uh,
1: Flash was always one of was one of the first characters that I attached to, and I'm uh, really excited because everything, pretty much everything that I'm aware of them that they've done has had at least some superhero hint to it. And from their interview on Word Balloon, it uh, it really sounds like they're excited to work on this project.
0: Oh yeah, they're they're jacked about it. And I think that's all that we as fans it, can ask is that you get someone who's talented and that they're excited about the project. And and I would almost take a, a really excited writer than a really talented one that Jaded. doesn't give a shit. Angry.
2: Yeah. And they say, "Yeah, I mean, they are Yeah, no, Heming, no <laughs> Hemingway, <laughs> no Hemingway. No on Hemingway writing a comic. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, so we are looking forward to. You know, I'll pick up the Flash because these guys they they seem to understand the character, and uh, and they seem very excited about it. Um, everyone's favorite uh, Identity Crisis guy, Mister Meltzer. Mister Meltzer. Mister Meltzer, how you doing? Um, novelist. I, I guess we're getting into the novelist now. Novelist. Yes. yes. So. Brad Meltzer. Um, I haven't read any. But you'll hear this a lot through the podcast. I haven't read, read any anything. of these guys. You know, Big Boy <laughs> books. I hear but, he is um, a
2: New York Times best-selling author. <laughs> um,
0: I liked Identity Crisis. It's been pointed out before that there's uh, plot holes the size of the Grand Canyon in it, and some some maybe out of character writing. But I thought it was a very good comic. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's. I thought so, it was a great lead in to what everyone else what DC was. It was. <laughs> Plot holes. There were some. That's what fan fictions
2: for. Writing <laughs> a story. That's, it what out. Slash that's what for. slash fiction's for. Yeah, no. exactly.
0: What is that the Adam
2: thing? didn't just sit on Hawkman's shoulder because they were friends. <laughs> stop, all right, yeah. You, so,
0: you be good, you. <laughs> something weird going on. Um, Matt, any thoughts on Brad Meltzer before we move on? No.
1: Well, uh, I I really al- I also really enjoyed his uh, identity crisis, and I was a fan of uh, his work on Green Arrow also. That's
2: mm-hmm. Green Arrow is really good. Yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to his uh, Justice League that's coming out in a couple months. I but yeah.
0: I haven't. Very good.
1: I haven't erased... Sorry.
0: <laughs> blah 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 blah. uh well, I have enjoyed what I've read of his. Um here's one, James Robinson, and who's uh Starman, um uh and he is a screenwriter for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So, James, oh. we're going to mark you off the list, list. and we're moving Very on. good comics writer, <laughs> a really bad movie. Uh <laughs> Uh, who else? Uh, blah 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 blah. Well, okay, the kind of the, one of the last guys I I have on the list that that I want to talk about. Um, no, I was gonna say Greg Rucka, but we'll we'll get to him. We'll get yeah, to, he writes really good books. I really you've read his books. I really like. Um, I'm gonna read a couple forum posts here, and then I want to come back to some comic writers that have jumped over into some other other mediums. So, uh. Let me see here. We have uh, our good buddy Matt S. He goes, so I guess I'll throw this out there. Uh, Does anyone think these writers have crossed any bridges to non-comic readers? Marvel has really made an effort in this area, but has it been worth it? And, uh, And he says Marvel has made the attempt. I think it's both companies uh, everyone, and, everyone. Uh, you know, one, once again, throwing a bouquet to uh, to Rucka. He didn't start out at Marvel or DC. He started out Oni. So he came in writing comics right. for you know, not one of the big two. He's for real. Well, yeah, because he's you know he's hardcore oh, to he's the hard, bone.
2: Yeah, that's how he rolls. <laughs> no weird. other thoughts on that.
0: Um, so anyway, guys, do you, <laughs> do, do you think it's been worth it for the big two to add? These out of out of medium writers into the into the fold has I guess the big question has it raised the level of writing in the industry, Mr. Kramer? Why don't you start us off?
1: Oh, I honestly think that it has because uh, you can you can see that before the time where these uh, writers were crossing mediums, the story writing across most comics was fairly you uh, or pretty average superhero stuff with just a few exceptions. But now with all of these other people coming into the medium, it seems like the new writers have stepped up their game a little bit. I don't know if it's to keep their jobs or if they're just in heavily influenced by the people coming in or if it's just a sign of that generation. But I think that over the past 10 years or so, the Quality of the writing has
0: really gone up. Well, it, it, it's interesting because you look at, at really kind of two types of writers. You have guys that are writing TV, um, uh, the the Heinberg, the OC, and all the yeah. Lost writers. Yeah. You, you've got the you've got the TV writers, and you've got the novelist. And it's interesting because TV is so very episodic. Duh, because they're TV episodes. Episodes. And those seem to, <laughs> those seem to, to trans, <laughs> that style of writing seems to translate very well into the comics medium. Where the novelist, I think it takes those guys a little bit to really get going. One of the things, uh, we talked about Charlie Houston a little bit with Moon Knight. And people were saying, oh my god, this is so incredibly decompressed. And from a comic perspective, it is. I mean, he spent two... Issues getting out of, of his wheelchair, basically, and he's not out of the house yet, is the, the big great. But from a novelist standpoint, it's not decompressed. That's how yeah. novelists write. So I would, two chapters. Yeah, yeah, it's chapter one, chapter two of a 12-chapter story. And it's just a lot of comic yeah. fans are used to seeing, Well, you know, chapter one, chapter two is the first you half of a single issue. You don't have to buy your
2: novels chapter by chapter for, like, three bucks, though. You know, that's hey, Stephen King, Stephen King
0: did it with the Green Mile. Very true, but I don't <laughs> like Stephen King. <laughs> but you know, do do you see that, Matt, that maybe the TV writers have the... E- I see it with Whedon, that man, he just stepped right in and was able to start writing comics. Do you see that as an easier transition for, for the TV guys to make?
1: Definitely, because if they're... If they're in TV, they're really they're already writing in the episodic style,
0: as you'd stated. Yeah, you know, may, maybe the novelist should start with a, a graphic novel first to say, "Hey, here here's my story." And if it's going to be 160 or 240 pages, if that's what it's going to take, then I'm they gonna should, uh, I'm gonna write it that way. I
2: should channel the ghost of Gardner Fox. so You can learn <laughs> your, your one story <laughs> plot. <laughs> Forget characters. You have to get them someplace and then yes, do something yes, with them. Yes, Halfway in between
0: those, it's great. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, we we have a um, a tome here from uh, from PaperCut. There, there's Let's just a, edit it down. Yeah, there, there there's 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 a shock. Uh, actually, I'm gonna give this one to Matt or to uh, <laughs> to, to, to Tom. I'm just gonna read that. I'm just um, gonna edit it. Okay, uh David Price. Uh, if they write a good story, I'm happy. I think we've uh, uh or I think I've read more of Neil Gaiman's novels and short stories than any of his comics. However, sometimes that outside of comics comic writer can uh mean more uh eyes. Uh tch-tch-tch. Da, 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 and I totally butchered this. <laughs> the comic <laughs> writer can be more, more eyes to check that comic
2: out. I wish this was a video podcast oh, you would have just seen Chris... Not being able to read, and me looking at his pen right now, like, confused because I can't figure out how to make it work.
0: Okay, we'll 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 pick this one up. He goes, okay, I think it'll be more people checking the comic out. Oh. Uh, it happened with my wife and Storm. She's an uh, Eric Jerome Dickey fan, uh, has most, if not all, of his books, but she wanted to read it, and she liked it. So there you have David Price's uh, lovely wife decided to read Storm because... The guy writing that is a novelist, so um, I guess that's one example of Marvel being able to bring in a new writer, even though you know that writer had to be like married to an uber comic geek to say, "Look, honey, your guy wrote this." <laughs> Look, you know, do do most fans of novelists do they give one you know rat's hair if if their <laughs> guy is writing a comic book?
2: Uh, I don't know too many people that are really like obsessive. Fans of too many novelists. I, I mean, guess? if Tom
0: Clancy wrote a, a a book for Marvel or DC, would Tom Clancy fans that that read all of his books, would they track down their local comic shop and try and find it?
2: No, but Dean Koontz fans would <laughs> in a heartbeat. Or John Grisham, so Stephen
0: King. Rainmaker. And 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 Mark Mark is uh, over our shoulder here, and he said, "So would Stephen King fans?" So Mark, uh, and we'll we'll open it up to the Peanut don't, Gallery uh, no, here. No,
2: don't come to the microphone. Just tell us. <laughs> <It's>, um, um,
0: <laughs> St- St- Stephen King's Dark Tower is going to be adapted to comics. Do you think that is going to bring in Stephen King fans into the shop? Why yes, yes I do. Go uh, oh, well, no, I no, know. just, just tell. To- yes. yeah, yeah, he uh, says yes. yes. All right, all right. Yes, no, um, Vorpal Keith. Um, wants to remind us that Jeff John started out in film working as Richard Donner's assistant. And you know what? what? David Goyer,
2: who ha- co-wrote JSA, also uh, was one of the screenwriters for Batman Begins uh-huh. and uh, did the first two Blade movies, I believe. But he well, never gets mentioned anywhere. Well, that that explains why the third Blade movie sucked butt. I think he also <laughs> did that, and
0: I tried to sneak that past.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he did it. No, I, no, he did the first two,
0: and... Uh, Matt, Matt, have you seen Blade Three, Trinity?
1: No, I have not. Don't don't, don't, I don't waste really your time. Have any desire to see it?
0: <laughs> that was a turd. See the first two though; they're good. Yeah, the first. I, I actually, you know, most people like the first one. I thought the second one was great. I it's think like the second time oh, yeah. we talked about this, I know on the two weeks, guys. <laughs> if you that, search for Blade, Blade
2: fans, we're gonna show up. The, two. the third
0: movie was a turd. Period. Uh, it was a turd. Uh, so my new, we're, it's my we're new going favorite for a
2: non-explicit tag?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, for again, once, for like once. four weeks in a row. All right, then. All right, Wet Rats, our, our haiku expert, which we'll get to later, says that Joss Whedon has been the real prize of the outside writer's movement. He, like Kevin Smith, cre- clearly grew up reading comics and understands the way to tell a story in the comic book form. Certain others cough, Orson Scott Card cough, <laughs> um, <laughs> though fine writers just don't seem to have the instinctive feel of the rhythm of comic books. So, did you guys read the Ultimate Iron Man mini? No. No. I read it and I'm going to I'm going to ask Mark again here. Mark, was number 5 supposed to be the end of that series? I I was under the assumption that it was number 6, but it just seemed to end with 5. It just ended with five. It's it meta. Cause it felt like it was supposed to go on. It's yeah. meta. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I put down number five, and I was like, oh, okay, can't wait to see how they wrap it up nope, in number done. six. done, done. And I'm just like, no, oh, it's when's it's Ultimate done. Iron Man six come out? And Mark's like, it's all done. I was like, well, what do you mean it's all done? So, I, I yeah. Yeah, and the and the trade is out. So uh, apparently there are plans. And once again, we're getting into deadlines here. Uh, we reported last week that uh, Orson Scott Card is signed up to do Ultimate Iron Man Volume Two, and he has two of the five issues written now. And okay, I'm not demeaning the writing craft. It's what I love about comics. But how long does it take to write three three issues of a comic? You're not drawing them. You're it's writing three it. issues of Iron Man. No. It, dude, it's plotted. <laughs> write it write it dude. you, you couldn't, do it you couldn't start writing five issues without having to have a plot from what's going to happen from issue one to issue five and it's like well we got to look at orson's schedule because we don't know when he's going <laughs> to be able to get around to those last three issues it's like send the mother a box of no dos and tell him to get you three issues all by right next we're, Tuesday. we're
2: going explicit
0: <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm ran Arr, okay going blue. Um, blue working blue uh, um, espresso dom. Um, is is one of our our favorite listeners. Everyone who posts on the forum oh, is one yeah. of our favorite Every, listeners. And
2: <laughs> any listeners are favorite listeners. No, no. Uh,
0: yeah, dom is dom is a really we we go back and forth on the forums. He's a really good guy. Um, I totally agree that uh, as far as ja- that Joss Whedon is the gem of that bunch. I'm not sure how successful a writer Greg Rucka was before comics, but he is definitely a great writer. I think if the second tier writers uh, grasp onto the comic medium, they would be able to tell their stories in a way they never imagined possible. I think that J. Michael Straczynski trying to retell every story ever told in his own way bothers me. So there you go. We got three guys. We got Joss Whedon. We got Greg Rucka. We got Jay Michael Straczynski. Um, Matt, who is your favorite of those three?
1: Oh, uh, Joss Whedon, without a doubt.
0: Okay, Tom, what were those three again? Whedon, Smith, and Straczynski. Those are probably the three, or no, uh, it was uh, Whedon, Rucka, Straczynski. And we'll add Kevin Smith in there. Does that change your vote, Matt? Yeah, I would obviously pick Smith. And not no, not at all. Okay, Tom Smith. 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 easy. Okay, obviously my favorite one is Rucka, Rucka. but I Whedon would be my would be my second pick, followed by. Um, so it'd be Whedon, William, Rucka R- Weedon. R- yeah. And R- whoever. Yeah. No, I tell you <laughs> what.
2: Mine Smith. The rest are just turd burglars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I tell you, Str- Straczynski is such an interesting guy to talk to. Or talk about with this subject, because you know the the first half of Rising Stars was great. The second half was not so great. Midnight Nation is one of my favorite miniseries of all time. His Amazing Spider-Man work has been amazing and not so amazing. But then you look at not spectacular, not spectacular either. <laughs> but you look at uh, you look at Squadron Supreme and before that um, Supreme Power. That is a great series. Are, are, do you read that, Matt? Uh, no, I have not.
1: The only stuff from uh, Jay Michael Straczynski that I've really read was uh, some, of, some of his Fantastic Four and the work he did in The Other.
0: What do you think about his run on Fantastic Four?
1: I like it so far. It's... It's your basic Fantastic Four story, and I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, Mar- I know a lot of people <laughs> don't like it, but I don't really know why. M-
0: Mark is uh, here. Mark, you come over, get get your little microphone time, and, and Mark, ma- this is this is this Mark. Little this little is microphone. Mark. We've renamed him. Mark, that guy is overrated, Beatty. So here you go, Mark. <laughs> it,
2: it's mediocre. This, I'm going to have to slide it over. It's mediocre stuff. It's not that fantastic. There's nothing exciting about it. Uh, it's there have been much better runs, including John Burns, Jack. I mean, the original stuff is much better. He's just he's not doing anything new. Mark Wade, I couldn't tell the difference between his and Mark Wade stuff. Literally.
0: Okay. Well, well, there you go. It's uh, I've heard a lot of people say that his Fantastic Four run is so-so, but. And, and I liked his Spider-Man to begin with, and I think the last three issues have been very good. But it's his limited series and the stuff that's that's out of the 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 hardcore mainstream that I really like. If you haven't read Midnight Nation, check it out, and Supreme Power, and now uh, Squadron Supreme. It was one of my favorite monthlies.
2: Do yourself a favor, <coughs> read them.
0: Tom's on lewd tonight. <laughs> It's hot. It's hot in here. All right. Uh, have we have we talked about most of the major guys? There, is there eh, anyone, is there anyone else that you... Have you stolen the list? You got the list over no, there? No, I don't. Oh, I have you, paper, you, cuts. Okay. Pa- paper cuts. Okay. Paper cuts post has been edited down. Go ahead, Tom. So
2: here's some thoughts. Big names mean big buzz. Oh, wait. These are pros. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here are some thoughts on the pros and cons. Pros. Big names mean big buzz. May, they may draw more potential readers. Each, uh, oh, okay. Each MTL, which means movie, TV, literary talent, mm-hmm. hopefully brings fresh ideas and a fresh way to tell them. He was making up acronyms for you. I, I, I can tell. <laughs> generally speaking, the people that are asked to write a book for the big two are generally well known because they're successful, and good at what they do. And uh, today's best comic writers first made the mark outside the industry. And then he lists all the people we've talked about. Yeah. And I don't have the cons, but I'm going to assume it's because they're all drug addicts. <laughs> Hollywood not, people. They, they come with their liberal addicts. ideas and their loose women. Uh, okay. And <laughs> this section's rapidly closing. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, Matt, are there are there any other are there any other specific creators that uh, that you'd like to uh, to mention before we move on to some final thoughts? Now.
1: No, I think we hit on pretty much all the big guys.
0: They're... they're so, except...
1: Mm-hmm. Except... Oh, I, I was going to just mention Alex Toth quick because he did a lot of uh, Silver Age books and then also designed a lot of animation work that
2: we still watch today. Is, uh, Alex is Toth. He, is n- he related never heard to Alex him. Toth?
0: <laughs> High five. <laughs> we we, we Take had that we, guest. We we had the pronunciation police crack down on yeah. us and send us like. You know, a whole pronunciation thread, but uh, uh, sorry to call you out on that, man. Yeah, it, it, it's tos. <laughs> truly, lo- you truly lost the context. No, you're right. that that that's a guy that worked in so many mediums that'll make your head spin. But yeah, with the the animation and and his work in Silver Age, uh, absolutely. And that's I guess that's like an old school media crossover guy.
2: Yeah, so,
0: and, and and definitely worth recognition. Uh, we didn't even
2: talk about Neil Adams. He's crossing over into crazy philosophies. Really? You know his stuff about the
0: earth, <laughs> oh, whatever no. that crazy stuff. I'm the, we're, that's off. Let's topic. See with Darren Dalton. That's
2: off topic. We'll save that for. A, um, podcast. a
0: guy I do want to mention is um, uh, Jeff Darrow, Tom or Matt. You know, Jeff Darrow. You familiar with Jeff Darrow? Yeah, familiar Jeff Darrow? with his work.
2: Um, I saw him listed um. with all the things he did, and I am.
0: Matt, are you familiar with his work? Um, I'm not really.
1: That familiar with uh, he,
0: what he's he, done I know he's, uh, he's I've, I've seen some of his his work but I can't really he did hard he did hard boiled um, he did hard boiled uh, he just uh, just recently re- just recently did the cover for The Last Christmas yes Uh Shallow and Cowboy oh, okay yeah if you uh, if you pick up uh, a and Cowboy that's that's Darrow's work and um, he is the guy that he was basically the, the art director for The Matrix yes. so. yeah so he's, he's, he's yeah 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 uh, cowboy yeah all right okay well i think that we've touched on a few of them god sal we miss you he, <laughs> he just keeps cracking the whip <laughs> on us and moving us along yeah so,
2: this is done this is over
0: yeah we're okay final thoughts um we're gonna let our guest of honor start us off here uh mr kramer uh what are your final thoughts on cross media creators
1: uh, I think that it's a good thing to bring a new life into the into the world of comics and get new ideas in there, but I don't want to see it happen at the expense of creators who are currently working, and I want to see these books come out on time.
0: That's the big thing. Get your crap in and get it out. That's what we're saying. I want, uh, my final thought is
2: to stay where you are. Don't write comic books. Stay, keep doing movies. Tom. Just stay. Yeah. Who needs Who needs you, Mister Late Books, with all uh, your crazy ideas about how things should be done? Except for Kevin Smith. I like Kevin Smith. <laughs> so Josh Sweden's alright, and, uh, every, and uh, most of people we
0: talked about alright. Every Everyone else, stay put.
2: Stay. Yeah. Stay, yeah. You know, Jay uh, Bruckheimer. Don't get in the comics.
0: Oh, that would be scary.
2: Oh, Bad Boys the comic book. Oh God.
0: Yeah. That's good. Um, I. I, I'm right there with you guys. Um, I, I I think it <laughs> stop it. Stop. I think it is a good thing. I I enjoy seeing guys like like Whedon and Kevin Smith and you know obviously Brucka and and Heidler and all these guys coming over because I think that they have a lot to offer to a medium that needs to be refreshed from time to time. And the comics medium is is being refreshed right now. I think this is a great time to oh. be a reader. And I think that a lot of that is because they have some really Established talent that is still fresh to comics coming in and writing—that is a good thing. The bad thing is is deadlines. It's you. This is just like an episode on TV. You know, you expect that show to be there every week, and you know when it's not going to be. You know, most of the time. It's the same thing with comics, you know. I expect a book to come out every month unless it states otherwise. So, the the big con for me is guys that get pulled away from writing comics to go off and do what their primary job is. And is it their fault? Is it the publisher's fault? Is it our fault as fans to expect that? But I'm well, li- I'm liking what's going on with with Moon Knight. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on that side of the fence. And Charlie Houston has basically said that he's on for 12 issues, but he has to write novels because that's what brings home the bacon. So, while I do enjoy these guys writing, it's I I wish that they could just make their deadlines. It's amazed me that that Straczynski has been writing as many, you know, monthly titles as he does and keeping up with them.
2: Well, a lot of these guys are doctors, too. I think we forgot to mention that uh midwife yeah. made that up. <laughs> it's made up. What the hell are <laughs> so you they talking made that up. About? That's why they're all late all the time. Or, <laughs> Orson Scott Card is uh, a minister for the uh, Unitarians. I was joking about the lewds, but I'm not for sure anymore, <laughs> man.
0: I'm just trying to liven it up a little bit. All right so that's that's the final thoughts it's uh matt uh want to thank you for uh for bringing up the topic i i, I hope that our conversation wasn't as was entertaining as i thought it was going to be when i read it uh it, it's a great topic so thank you very much and uh, and thank you for being such a a good uh listener and and fan of the show and contributor and and, and we Always look forward to your input. So uh, that's going to uh, wrap up our topic today, and it's time to move over to uh, the news, news desk. desk. The news desk. There it is. Okay, get run up, over there. Let's go. Let's go over there. <laughs> it's time. It's time for wire to wire news. These are your top headlines for the week of June twelfth, two thousand and six. Stagger Lee is getting a lot of praise from creators and critics alike. Derek McCulloch and Shepard Hendrix's historical fiction graphic novel has been receiving heaps of advanced praise from a wide variety of sources. Stagger Lee tells a forgotten story from St. Louis's history, how a small-time criminal became the hero of a hundred songs by everyone from blues pioneers like Mississippi John Hurt and Fury Lewis to contemporary rock icons like Nick Cave and Beck. Like John Henry, Johnny Appleseed, or Paul Bunyan, Stagger Lee is a character of American folklore whose story evolved through oral transmission and a transformation of the news of the daily into a larger-than-life myth. Stagger Lee is a 232-page black-and-white graphic novel published by Image Comics, retailing for $17.99, and it is on sale now. Just because they look super in tights doesn't mean that some heroes don't have super brains, too. Business Week recently took the opportunity to write on their choices for the top 10 smartest heroes. Here's their list. Reed Richards, Bruce Wayne, Tony Stark, Henry Pym, Hank McCoy, Bruce Banner, Barbara Gordon, Peter Parker, Charles Xavier, and Ray Palmer. Let the debates begin. Image Comics has announced that following a lengthy delay, B. Moore and Steve Griffin's Hawaiian Dick The Last Resort miniseries will finally conclude this July. Hawaiian Dick The Last Resort number 4 is completely finished, said Image Comics Executive Director Eric Stevenson. This series has been subject to numerous delays since it was first announced, and we've received an unbelievable number of emails and phone calls about this book. So I'm truly pleased that the last issue is finally done. Originally scheduled for a 2003 release before being pushed back to 2004, the first three issues of Hawaiian Dick, The Last Resort garnered rave reviews from readers and reviewers alike and is currently being developed as a major motion picture by New Line Cinema. Hawaiian Dick, The Last Resort number 4 is available for order now and will go on sale on July 12th. Billard Books, a Random House publishing division, will be publishing the highly acclaimed Elks Run comic series and a collected graphic novel. The 8-issue Harvey-nominated miniseries never saw completion due to the bankruptcy of the book's publisher, Speakeasy Comics, in late 2005. The turbulent publishing history has not affected the praise that this series continues to garner. With write-ups in publications like Entertainment Weekly, Variety, and a host of comic book-related websites, The series continues to gain buzz, capping it all off with seven Harvey nominations, including Best Writer, Best Artist, Best Limited Series, Best Letterer, Best Cover Artist, Best New Talent, and Best Single Issue. Quite an accomplishment for a book that hasn't been published since 2005. There's no official release date for the collected graphic novel by Villard Books, but for more information about Elk's run and its creators, visit AroundComics.com. (laughs) you <laughs> With Comic-Con International just around the corner, Oni Press is pleased to announce that it is once again giving artists an opportunity to show off their skills. In order to have your portfolio reviewed by an Oni Press editor at Comic-Con, you will need to illustrate one or more of three Oni-supplied scripts. Illustrating one of these stories and following the guidelines guarantees you an appointment time to meet with an Oni editor at Comic-Con during the convention's posted hours. Not attending Comic-Con? While Oni does does not usually accept unsolicited submissions, this is a special event and non-attending artists can submit their packet as long as they follow the talent search guidelines. For more information on the talent search, visit AroundComics.com. The worlds of film, television, comedy, and comics collide in a new three-issue Goon anthology series. A few of the more notable names in comedic film and television joined forces with comics Best and Brightest to bring you a hilarious new perspective on the world of Eric Powell's The Goon in a new three-part black-and-white anthology. In the first issue, humor expert Pat Oswald of Comedy Central's Comedians of Comedy and Mr. Show scribes a short story of Goon's sidekick Frankie while legendary artist Mike Plug provides the art. Other upcoming creators include Brian Pichon, Tony Moore, Hilary Barda, Arvid Nelson, Guy Davis, Thomas Lennon, Tom Snagorsky, Mark Farmer, Roger Language, and more. The first issue of The Goon Noir arrives on September 20th. Will it be love or rock and roll suicide? Find out in Sloth, a surrealistic, romantic drama in the spirit of David Lynch that takes the art of sequential storytelling to new heights in its use of light and shadow. From Gilbert Hernandez, the award-winning co-creator of Love and Rockets, the series that defined alternative comics, comes Sloth, Hernandez's first original graphic novel, presented in breathtaking black and white by Vertigo. Troubled teenager Miguel Serra becomes a walking urban legend after he wills himself into a coma and wakes up a year later, virtually unchanged, except for his sloth-like pace. Discover how a haunted woman orchard, a mysterious goat man, and a murder collide as Miguel, his girlfriend Lita, and their friend Romeo take on the teenage wasteland of suburbia. Sloth is on sale July 5th. Panda Express creators go noir. There are a million stories in the Naked City, and they always start with a dame. So it is with Sam Noir, Samurai Detective. Created by Manny Tremblay and Eric A. Anderson, popular creators of the online mega hit Panda Express, Sam Noir, Samurai Detective, mixes classic gumshoe fiction with the Samurai Bushido Code and a heavy dose of off kilter humor to create something unique in comics. Sam Noir, Samurai Detective, debuts in September with a $2.99 price tag from Image Comics slash Shadowline. dead at seventeen ongoing series announced the dead are rising evil is spreading and the citizens of darlington hills are about to face their greatest trial yet which means it's time to sit back and enjoy the ride the critically acclaimed and fan favorite series will get the monthly treatment beginning this summer Viper Comics has announced that they will release the Dead at 17 ongoing series beginning with Issue 1 this August. Written and drawn by original creator Josh Howard, the series will introduce an entire new cast of characters, though the action will continue to take place within the Dead at 17 universe, and more specifically Darlington Hills, the home of the original axe-wielding heroine Nara Kilday. For more information on Dead at 17, visit www.vipercomics.com. These have been your top headlines for the week of June twelfth, two 2006. For the full version of these and other stories, please visit www.aroundcomics.com. Your source for the best in comics news, reviews, and opinions. Those are your top headlines for the last week. Uh, Guys, let's go ahead and start at the top. Uh, Stagger Lee is a new graphic novel that is coming out from Image. and uh, uh, Me, personally, I'm kind of excited about this because it has some history from St. Louis, which was originally my home city, so uh, historical St. Louis is, is very interesting, so... Uh, this is something I'm looking forward to. does this uh sound like a book that interests either one of you? We'll start off uh Matt are you gonna check this out?
1: yeah I'm gonna try and check this out because i I like the historical fiction i I want to check out um five fiction science and stuff like that and from what I know about staggerly it's a it's an interesting story, but I just want to see what this untold story is.
0: well, you know. Uh, Five Fists of Science wasn't actually fictional. All of that really happened. Right. <laughs> Wing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love that book. It's uh, it, and not just because Matt was was kind enough to be on the show, but Five Fists of Science was a lot of fun. But I think that sa- that staggerly Lee is going to be a lot more grounded in in actual historical facts. So any th- any character that inspires blues songs, I'm I'm all on board with. So. Um, business week released their top 10 smartest heroes in comics. And, uh, uh, mentioned it in the story is, uh, Reed Richards, uh, Bruce Wayne, Tony Stark, uh, Hank Penn, Hank McCoy, Bruce Banner, uh, Barbara Gordon, Peter Parker, Charles Xavier, and Ray Palmer. Uh, does this seem like a pretty accurate list to you guys? I know
2: Peter Parker's supposed to be pretty clever, but would you say he's like?
0: Well, he always gets brought up as like you know the prodigy scientist, you know, star. you know. But okay, it, why is he Bar- poor all the is, time? Is Barbara because <laughs> he's a school teacher and school teachers are poor? Yeah, well, he's not that smart then. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> um, I I I may just be out of touch with the character because I I don't read uh, Birds of Prey. Shame on me. But uh, is Barbara Gordon really that smart? Yeah, I guess. Matt, Matt do you, yeah, it, she's that um, smart.
1: I'm not really familiar with her in the Oracle role, but from what I've seen, she seems to be uh, smart. But I don't know if she's one of the ten smartest. When they leave out someone like uh, Brainiac Five,
0: who's well, well, it more was, than the, smarter you know, than the entire Earth. Yeah, you know they 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 left out the villains. These are all the heroes. Because I'm like, Brainiac's
2: Dude. a hero. Brainiac
0: Five is oh Brainiac Five I'm thinking of the robot. So no, it's uh the... I'm gonna take my Marvel ass and just <laughs> go <crawl> over <laughs> the corner over there. Brainiac. No, okay, that Brainiac. Yeah, 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 it's because if you throw in villains, it's like you know, come on, man, Doom yeah. and the leader. And...
2: Or uh, Doctor was uh, Magnus or Magus who invented the Metal Men. I mean, he's smarter than Peter Parker or even the Shrinking Guys. What do they have with uh, Henry Pym and Ray Palmer that they think shrinking is so like awesome that it's you know hey. or giant man I guess hey Yellowjacket
0: Hank Pym he he invented particles
2: he's also a wife beater <laughs> also a wife beater
0: <laughs> no I I have no problem with uh, uh with either of the Hanks Pym or McCoy but I don't know it's as far as like really smart superheroes I'm I'm trying to think of some of the others but uh, it's, it, it was the Barbara Gordon that, you know, it's like, yeah, she, like, can surf the internet really good.
2: It's hard to do. I bet she could, um, get this.
0: Yeah, I bet she could be yeah, a hell lot better, better producer a, yeah, of the producing this show, the the show for sure. than you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So a little debate going on the, uh, on the smartest superheroes of, of all time. It's, uh, um, We'll throw it up on the. I, actually, there already is a thread. Yeah,
2: before. we already. I I said what I said on
0: there. Okay. Already. So, so. you're repeating yourself.
2: Yeah. Okay. For the listeners, um,
0: it, we talked about we talked about books being late uh, a little bit earlier in the show, and uh, here's one that is so late, but a really good series, and that's Hawaiian Dick, and that's uh by uh, B Clay Moore, and uh, it's actually been optioned for a movie. But uh, have you read Hawaiian Deck? No, I have not. Matt, Matt, have you checked that no. out? No, it, it's a really. No, good, I haven't. It, it is a really good series. Um, so Be, because it's late. That not like not that? because it's late. It's it's just a fun series. B. Moore is one of my, you know, we didn't bring him up last week in the underrated writers, but if you've read Battle Hymn, that is a really good series, mm. and I, I think he is an underrated. Writer, so uh, I'm hoping that uh, that the Last Resort, when it comes out, that it comes out to pretty good sales and and people enjoy it. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, Elks Run. I had to put this story in here because it's our it's our weekly story about a former speakeasy <laughs> book. <laughs> we
2: should come up with a little <laughs> bumper for
0: that. Yeah, it's like here is your speakeasy abandoned speakeasy book for the, for the week.
2: speakeasy going hard. Or something. Mm-hmm. That Dylan. sounds dirty. I'm
0: sorry. Dirty, you, dirty are, you are are just it's trying to heat. Get, You're trying to get <laughs> our explicit it's tag. It's You're Mississippi not heat. Let us get out of this. Uh, Matt, did you ever have a chance to uh, check out Elks Run?
1: No, I didn't. I've uh, always heard really good things about it, but I could never find any copies of it at my shop. So I'm hoping to pick it up when it's when the trade is
0: released. Well, I I think, uh, well, obviously the Harvey people thought it was pretty good, because they gave it eight nominations. Eight. Yeah, for wait, for a book the, that... Yeah, it's it's, it's wait, basically is it, is everything. It, it was... Uh, oh, no seven, seven seven. no, seven nominations. Seven so fact-checkers yeah. just got yeah. back to okay, lawsuits. Okay, it must suck then. Uh, best writer, best artist, best limited series, best writer... I got four not-Harvey nominations. <laughs> did not get four <laughs> Harvey nominations. Shut up. So, uh uh they they're going to they're going to release the entire mini series uh as a trade and so it, it, the whole fallout from the Speakeasy thing is that now I think there are a couple series that it's like yeah you know or uh, uh Rocketto is another yeah. one from uh what Dark Horse or Image to Dark Horse where where is it going to No it's no, Speakeasy uh, speakeasy. It went from speakeasy to Image Speakeasy to Image and so they release like what like six or four of the first six and now they're I gonna think collect five it. Five of
2: the or four oh. well, whatever <laughs> fact checkers. Fact
0: checkers help us out. But uh, <laughs> but the only way that you can get those the, the ne the last two in that in that arc are to buy the by the trade. So the people that bought the single issues now are forced to go back and buy the trades. And this is something that has happened with a lot of the speakeasy books. So that's darn darn it. Gosh darn it. Gosh oh Oh, well,
2: oh, well um, life goes on.
0: Um, anyone <laughs> out there that is an aspiring comic book artist, uh, Oni Press is going to give you a uh, not just a, not just an opportunity, but a guarantee to get in front of their editors and show your artistic muscles off. So, I really had to edit this story down quite a bit and uh, and take out a lot of the specifics. So, uh, basically, what Oni has done is that they uh, they have three scripts that they've that they've made available online and you can do any one two or three of the scripts and uh basically enter and schedule a time to meet with their editors in san diego so if you're an artist this is the chance to uh to go show your stuff to oni and uh
2: good luck
0: yeah and god god bless god bless you
2: so we'll be complaining about you being late
0: eventually. yeah what would you, what would you, can you imagine like marvel or d c doing a promotion like this it's like you know here's yeah. a, here's a Brian michael Bendis script and you know pencil it out and come talk to us so
2: no I can't like not a, that well, would be. A
0: you know, they do have they do have folks there for portfolio reviews, but yeah, it's, it's kind of neat that that Oni set out you know scripts to say, okay, now we can get Let's apples see. to apples and say, okay, th- this is the you know this is the idea and this is th- yeah. this is like a script that we would send you, so check that out. Knew it. Um, the goon is going to have a three issue. Um, little anthology put out there that's not going to be written by eric powell um or drawn by eric <gasps> oh, <gasps> oh, oh oh um pretty good list of creators working on this though you know i'm looking uh you know guy davis uh, tony moore um those are uh Patton a couple... Oswald. Patton oswalt oswalt uh, yeah i mean on the on the writing side you know you're looking at uh, uh Pashan and uh Oh gosh, who else is on? Tony Moore. Yeah, well, Moore's right. So that's uh, um, so fans of the goon, a nice little twist on that character. That's uh, be worth checking out. Get it? Yeah. Get it? You're telling people what to buy again, Tom. I'm telling them. I didn't say buy, steal.
2: Steal it, but not (laughs) from this shop. Not from this shop. But not from Dark Tower. Not buy two at Dark Tower and steal one from the. Steal one from the competition. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: Matt, Matt, are you a fan of Lagoon?
1: I have read a few issues of it, but I've never really been able to get into it. It's fun. But I might give this a shot because I like some of these
2: You don't creators. like fun, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the problem? You don't like fun? I'm kidding. No, not I'm sure at all. you do. I,
1: I just like watching people's heads get punched I'm,
2: in. I'm looking at a, uh, at a Bluetooth... The microphone saying well you're, you're not into fun i'm so glad we don't actually have people watching us do this because we'd look like oh it's it's ridiculous we'd look so stupid <laughs> it,
0: it is ridiculous no video we do podcast have, we do have people that come into the shop and watch us, and they're like what the hell are who are those guys they're crazy bastards uh the goon is a fun series and, and stop badgering the guests tom good lord Accusing the man of not having fun. You
2: won the contest. Now it's time to get in the ring.
0: Yep, yep. You you <laughs> stepped up to the plate. I hope you're ready, man. <laughs> once you
2: once you enter the octagon, <laughs> there are no friends.
0: Two inner, two one of these, <laughs> or both of us. Well, I mean, <laughs> all right. Don't well, ruin
2: the illusion for the fans.
0: <laughs> a little uh, a little uh, uh, Hernandez brothers goodness, or actually Hernandez brother goodness. Uh, if you're a fan of bro. Uh, uh, of Love and Rockets, Gilbert Hernandez is doing his uh, his very first uh, standalone graphic novel called The Sloth, and it's coming out July 5th. Uh, I know that Sal, this is where this is where we miss Sal on yeah. the show because he is a huge Hernandez Brothers fan. And he'll be all over this, so I, I I'm yeah. planning on letting him buy it, and uh, and I'll and check it catch out. Catch
2: the sloth while you can. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God, uh, I've been thinking about that since I saw the news. Yeah, that, that one's been formulating. Uh, Fit Matt, it in. Last <laughs> we'll man, are you a 11 Rockets fan, or are you looking forward to the new uh, Gilbert Hernandez work? I've
1: I've never read an issue of 11 uh, Rockets, but this looks like. Like
0: something that I'd be interested in checking out. Matt, do
1: you read comics?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, yes I do. Yes. None, of <laughs> None of the ones that come up this week. None of the ones that come up in this t- show. T-
0: to be fair, last week we did, uh, we did the wrap-up from Wizard World Philadelphia, and it was just like one mainstream story after another. It was like ten minutes of you know basically talking about Spider-Man, Superman, and and, and you know, Wonder Girl. We purposely
2: that. picked... Uh, we don't read any of these either, to be oh, honest. Oh we just uh, yes I do. We just we, we <laughs> research them all. Th- this week, I'm kidding. We
0: this do. week's news, because we were so slanted towards the big two last uh, last week, a lot of the a lot of the other stories that we didn't run, I, I bumped up and and went with a lot of our independent and alternative press comics, which deserve news and they deserve to be talked about. But it, it's a lot of stuff that you know that maybe.
2: We don't know a lot about.
0: No, no. It, it ain't Infinite Crisis, and it ain't Civil War. So, it uh, ain't not. Let's talk about the uh, uh, another one that absolutely everyone's going to read, and that is uh, the new one from uh, the Panda Express creators, Sam Noir, Samurai Detective.
2: I'll get it. I like samurais. I like detectives.
0: This has Tom Caters written all over Sa- it. Yeah. Sa- I
2: enjoy Panda
0: Express. <laughs> it, it's it's got two of our favorite words, noir and noir. samurai. Yeah,
2: samurai. And anything with noir. <laughs> noir.
0: Matt, Matt, did this grab you at all? Whenever you read about it? Uh, uh, the first thing that I thought is
1: when did uh, the uh, mall fast food chain start putting out comics?
2: <laughs> Panda Express. <Okay. laughs> Dunkin' Donuts Comics presents well, we, we <laughs> ta- Monkey Ninja.
0: We talked about um uh, we talked about webcomics last week. So these are uh these are some guys that are crossing over from the web comics world. So check out their stuff at pandaxpress.com. So uh yeah, I'm I'm Sam Noir, Samurai Detective. I, I don't care if it sucks, I'm buying it, man. That's with a name like that. That's, it's sold. That's gotta be one of the best comic book names I've seen in years. Uh our last story of the week is uh Dead at seventeen is uh going to be an ongoing series. That is a series that just absolutely blew up. just yes. came out with little fanfare and it's it's just one of those books that started, you know, getting more buzz and Snowballs
2: just growing, man. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> it's so hot. It's so hot in here.
0: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hang Matt up one more time. Matt, do you read Dead at Seventeen?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
2: Do you like it?
1: Yes, I do. I've read all four of the mini series that have come out so far. Haven't read any of the rough cut stuff, but I'm really looking forward to this
0: one. Oh, tell tell us a little bit about Dead at Seventeen, J- just so we know that oh. you're not lying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit.
1: Well, it's it's your basic uh, zombie story, uh, but it's it's a, it's as much about zombies as Buffy the Vampire Slayer is about vampires. It's really just about the interaction between all of the main characters and digging up the history behind them. And uh, basically, what happens is in the first issue, the main character dies.
2: No, oh, you just somehow... ruined it for me, man. Oh, Jesus I'm not picking Christ. that up, now. Thanks, well, man. And let me guess, they bring him back from the dead. dead.
0: <laughs> Three years. Jesus. I'm joking. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but
1: um, she dies, and then she comes back to life, and it's basically her job to hunt down zombies and stop them from taking over the world.
0: All right, so that's, that's and Nar- and Nar- Nar- Nari Kilday. That. What, what was that, Mark? Bro and Buffy
2: slept Crow and Buffy slap together oh, okay. is what Mark said. I have
0: headphones on. I can't hear things. No
2: I I hear everything.
0: All right. Well, guys, I I'm gonna pick up the debit seventeen. Mark, are those out in trades? Um. Um. Yes,
2: they are. Yes, right?
0: they are. Yes. Did have one of them. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Our guest says yes as well. All right. That's so why I have you guys around. Three right. of the four benjis are at least. Two I'm 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 all over it. Um, well, yeah, like white on race. <laughs> exactly.
2: Okay. Next, next story. Go. No, that's no it. more. Okay. That's it. okay, no more stories. It's, um, End of the story. Oh
0: yeah, that's by Viper Comics, by the way. So good for Viper to have such a, a a darn fine book. And Viper puts out some some neat stuff. I'm looking for that Emily Edison that came out from uh, Free Comic Book Day. Matt, you um, you did the whole Free Comic Book Day. Did you get the Viper Comics Presents anthology? Uh, yes, I did. some good stuff and in it? there? My my crap. Oh. Asked comic store didn't carry that one. Maybe yeah, you just didn't get it. Copies for you. I got four of them. We got four
2: copies. Mark gave you four copies. Yeah, I threw them all away. I didn't even this read them. Like
0: Chris has been asking. For Chris is yeah, it's an as and take. Take him. Him. Ah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, one of one of the favorite stories I, I hear from you on the forum talking about comic shops is you always talk about this tragically hip comic shop up in your neck of the woods. Oh yes. Well, what? Tell us a little bit, because people people should hear about this. Totally, it, it, a lot of people complain about your mainstream comic shops that all they carry is Marvel and DC. But Matt has the the other end of the spectrum. What, what's What's this shop about? Well, um,
1: the shop that I go to it has uh, four locations around Milwaukee, but um, the one I go to is on the east side, which is where they. Colleges, is, and it's where all of the 20-somethings just out of college live, and they pretend they're British and all of that. And basically, <laughs> Hipsters. Hipsters. <laughs> Hipsters. They order every single indie comic book known to man, but if you don't get there by 3 o'clock on Wednesday, they will all be
0: gone. That is that is so bizarre. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's so weird. But you were saying you couldn't find exterminators at your shop.
0: That's right. It's been sold out every issue.
2: For a book that's only selling 11,000, that's amazing.
0: It's it's like 9,000 of them are being sold. 9,000 are in East Milwaukee. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, really, it's it's like reorder people. Uh, Matt, did you ever get those copies of Exterminators?
1: Um, I actually picked up five and six, but I haven't got got around to reading them
0: yet. Do do you have one through four?
1: No, I don't. I'm going to pick up the trade.
0: Uh... Phew, gosh, I should... More people need to buy that book, so I am I may just get the four issues and send them up to you. I got your address now. All right. Only maybe, though. Only maybe. Um, uh, you, depends you, on, you, on
2: how the top of the stack goes. Yeah,
0: it depends on how entertaining you are for the rest of <laughs> yeah, the show. So... <laughs> no pressure <laughs> all right hey, um, speaking of uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the news and uh, let's let's move away from the news desk come on over here Tom ah
2: uh, oh, come on it's tiny over here gra- The gra- chair's gra- uncomfortable gra-
0: grab your mic all right come on man all right okay yes now <laughs> it's we're, windy now we're back at the at the main desk yeah uh, it's time for top of the stack top top of, top the, stack. of the stack the stack stack That's right. It's time for Top of the Stack. Our chance to let you, the listener, know what our panel has been reading for the last week. Uh, Mr. Kramer, what is your Top of the Stack this week?
1: My Top of the Stack is Tricked by Alex Robinson. It's a 350-page black-and-white graphic novel. So it's a... It's a little different from the format, but this is the best thing I've read in a long time. It's 350 pages, and I read it in two sittings. It's basically about six people who are completely unrelated, but then over the course of the story, their plots start to get intertwined more and more, and then they're all brought together at the end And the end is just one of the weirdest things I have ever read in comics history. The last page is basically a close-up of a character's eye with images swirling around it for about ten pages.
0: Now, that was put out by Marvel, right?
1: Uh, It was put out by Top Top Show.
0: (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) That wasn't put out by Marvel. (laughs) I've actually uh, read Tricked. It was... uh, our, uh, our buddies over at uh, Indie Spinner Rack, uh, Charlito and Mr. Phil, that was one of their top five books from 2005. And uh, it's uh, one of Alex Robinson's other works, uh, Box Office Poison. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I've heard very good things. Have you re- Matt, have you read Box Office Poison?
1: I have not because it, uh, the $30 price tag puts me off a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you. yeah. But I, but, I, but, I mean, this is a guy, Alex Robinson did this, and it, it took him, like, four years to to do. He wrote and, and drew Tricked, and uh, Top Shelf puts out some fantastic books. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but it was, like, four years he worked on this. And um, I, I keep talking about other, other podcasts today, like uh, Word Balloon. Um, the Mocha Festival was a... Couple weekends ago. Yeah, and I think two weeks and, ago. And Indie Spinner Rack has um, been putting out. I think they, they put out the third of six one hour episodes. I thought they
2: only did two so far. No, they put out the third, third one. I think it's eight, though. I think it's like oh, seven it's, or it's eight, eight, of eight them. Part, yeah.
0: Well, they, they went to Mo- They were the official podcast of Mocha, and deservedly so, because Indie Spinner Rack yeah. kicks ass. They do awesome. You uh, don't even have to. I, I'm, I, there's a
2: tendency, I think, for people to listen to podcasts, they like to listen to stuff they already know about, yeah. and they do a really good job of, in a genre where you're probably not going to know what they're talking about most of the time, you're not going to know the books they're talking about, they do a really good job of
0: Making it interesting and making you want to seek out those books. That's a... that's why I listen to them. They every episode and and Charlie Phil. I'm talking to you guys. You cost me money every episode. Yeah. The the first. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the, the, did did you listen to the first uh, the first interview episode from Mocha this week, Matt? Uh,
1: I haven't got around to it yet because I'm still backed up. Um, podcasts from when my iPod crashed about
0: a month ago. Oh, it, it's because of all those two-hour podcasts that come out. Those yeah. bastards. All <laughs> of those long... <laughs> stop it. Podcasts. But They they talk to the guy that uh, that does this book called Action Philosophers. Oh, yeah. And uh, after the oh. episode, I, I ran right to... I was like, okay, as I'm actually... as I'm listening to the episode, I'm opening up Amazon and, oh, okay, not there. So I go to their website and, and I'll I'll talk about it next week. It should come in the mail, but I order things as I'm listening to an indie spinner act. But that's where I heard about Tricked, and it is it is a really phenomenal piece of work. So so Matt will um uh, uh, will let you live. You'll get those issues. Thank I guess. you. Thank you. Yeah, Exterminators one through four is uh, is on its way up. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Hey. <laughs> Yes, and everyone out there, buy Exterminators. Uh, amazing book. Uh, Tom, what is your top of the stack? My top of the
2: stack is the first issue of Heroes, Heroes Squared, the new ongoing series by uh, Keith Giffen, uh, Jim DeMatteis, and uh, drawn by Joe Abraham. Uh, it is based on a sort of parallel worlds type joke where a guy who, a normal sort of everyday schlub, finds out that in an alternate world his counterpart is like Captain Marvel pretty much. But wait, which one? Marvel or DC? Ah, uh, DC. The real <laughs> the real one. Got, oh, 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 <laughs> God, through the world. Sorry oh, about that. God. But um the main joke of it is is that the uh, superhero, um I think it's now I'm drawing a blank, Captain Valor, I believe. Uh he his arch enemy is his ex-girlfriend, but on the you know, main earth Milo, the main character is still dating that girl. When's what, what ends up happening is, um, Valor and his, um, ex-girlfriend end up destroying their universe and coming sort of to ours. And Milo sleeps with his girlfriend from an alternate world. And it's, it's funnier and, uh, less confusing than my rambling description <laughs> that I just gave. I <laughs> say, so, yeah, it's pretty weird. And it's, it's really funny because I think sometimes with the whole Giffen de Mateus, like, blah-ha-ha books, people have a tendency to forget that they actually have really, really good dialogue. and Better than blah ha Better than blah You know, like, it's more than just sort of joke. It's jokey, but it's also clever. And you get your money's worth. You're not going to read that book in, like, five minutes. You know, if you like dialogue and you like humor and you like alternate universe stories, and if you're curious about whether or not your girlfriend would be pissed (laughs) if you slept with a different version of her from an alternate world, the answer is probably yes. And it's a really good book. So you'll learn a lesson, you'll have a laugh.
0: Were there any monkeys in it? No. Tom, did you see the latest iTunes review? No, I didn't. Titled, Around Comics is the Best comics podcast with monkeys. See,
2: now I feel this pressure that I anytime I see a monkey in a comic book, I need to like make it my top of the stack. You know, I was reading Terra Obscura and I kind of complained because I thought it was really boring. Uh-huh. I'm sort of embarrassed to say that the last two issues of the first trade were really actually made it way better um, cuz they introduced a character called the Ape, who's sort of a talking ape and it's 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 hilarious. He's wearing like a space suit and he uh, celebrates, you know, like, he finally gets his own trading card where it just says the ape on it because he joins the... Anyway, Get Hero Squared, <laughs> great book, up. sorry, I'm diverting from the main topic, and by Exterminators. A- by
0: Exterminators. <laughs> All right, guys, my top of the stack is Nightwolf number zero. Uh, this is brought to us by the fine people right around the corner from us at Devil's Due Publishing. It is written by Stephen L. Ansack. It's A N T C Z A K. You can never just pick a book by someone named
2: Smith, Smith or Johnson. Good. Where are all the Jim Smiths writing comic books these it's,
0: days? What, some of the, some of the news stories today, I actually cut out some names. So for all of you extremely uh, ethnic, long, fifteen. What's syllable- with all
2: these immigrants writing books? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. And, that's a joke.
0: Yeah, email. I'm very. Um, I'm extremely no, progressive. No, it's a. Uh, so it's it's Stephen L. Ansack and art by Nick Marinkovich. So, um, a a side note, it is lettered by Steve Seely, who is the bro- mark. That's that's the brother of Tim Seely. Okay, you that's so um, um, if you've if you've checked out Loaded Bible by Tim Seely, Steve Seely, his brother, letters um, uh, Nightwolf. Uh, the tagline to this series is it's not as simple as good versus evil, and the first passage of this book sets that up perfectly. Uh, it starts off last night, the night of the full moon. Two things happened that I am certain of. First, a man was murdered in a most gruesome fashion, and second. I murdered murdered him. him. (laughs) I can see it. It's in capital (laughs) letters. Stop stop reading my notes. Um, (laughs) This is the zero issue of the new series from uh, DDP. And uh, at 99 cents, it was worth every penny, uh, plus more. Uh, The art alone could have carried this book. It is a beautiful exercise in light and dark with truly fantastic brushwork. Uh this uh this Marinkovich guy, watch out for him. Uh because uh uh for all of those playing at home, think of this as uh, a little bit of Sam Keith mixed with Ben Temple Smith. It was mm. it, it was it, a tasty drink. It it was cool. It's like it's almost it's like definitely ink brushed, but it's 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 kinda of dark and dreary. Not like not like Temple Smith's Thirty Days a Night. It's it's more think Sam Keith with the Temple Smith from Fell. So it's a lot of dark and light, very moody, but, man, it was gorgeous. I mean, just just absolutely gorgeous work. Uh, While the art uh, for the book uh, was enough to hook me, the story is engaging, powerful, and was a perfect lead-in to what may become a new look at the anti-hero. Everything in this book reveals parts of the story that I don't want to spoil, so I'll just say if you like werewolves, mystery, inner conflict, and some really kick-ass art, you should check out Nightwolf. Um, What the heck? It's only a buck. So Nightwolf uh, Issue Zero is my top of the stack. It's uh, by DDP. It was only 99 cents. So um, really good. I, I Tom, have you had a chance to? Here. This I'm looking. I, oh, it's sitting right yeah, in front of me. I, I got, I got it right here. What's wild is that um, the cover didn't really sell me. And uh, um, it's not that the, the cover art was bad. It's uh, uh, George's who did the cover. But it's nothing like the interior art. Here. No. Uh, check that out. Very simple cover. Uh,
2: yeah, it's it, not it, bad. Just like it wouldn't you it, wouldn't it, it, be it, able to tell what's in. Like the um, the, the,
0: the cover's more of a more of a design piece as opposed to an art piece. I is how I would describe it, and I guess you know I'm an art director, so I can say that. But uh, what do you think of that, Tom? I think it looks like Sam Keith, and Ben and Ben Templesmith. <laughs> oh, thank no, you. I guess I you guess I told guess me that. I, I guess I pegged Yo, that one. Nice. huh? it's
2: nice. It's uh, it's. Good layout, nice
0: use of yeah. Shade. I, mean, I mean, this this first page, um, Matt. <laughs> Matt's like, what? Shave. What are the? I, I can't see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hold concerned. it
2: up to the Bluetooth and. Uh,
0: uh, Matt, did you, you have a chance to check this out on that? Wednesday this week?
1: Um, I I didn't actually didn't even see it on the shelf.
0: Nightwolf, it's it's a buck. Go get it. It's a man. dollar. It's, it's, go, go to the, you know what it was? They were sold out of that, that hipster, trendy, yeah, indie snob, uh, it's, comic It's shop not as simple to.
2: as good versus evil. It's, it's, it never is. Well, the main, just,
0: the main character's a werewolf, and so yeah. I'm not going to spoil it. It's, not it's, yet. It's, it's really good. Okay. Um, oh. I, I do have, um, a shout out to, uh, to, uh, Jersey Drozd, who, um, I've got to I've got to get myself. He's a guy that uh, that listened to the web comics episode. Uh, he listens to our, our our stuff I think before that, and he is a a web comic artist. And he was kind enough to send up uh, several samples of the books that uh, that he's been working on that are available. As webcomics. Uh the one that I really liked was the replacements, and it's by Sarah Turney, Sarah Turner, and Jersey Drozd. And check out all of his stuff at Make Like a Tree Comics. And that is I'm gonna totally get this web address wrong, but it's um M L T
2: Uh hey, what's up, everyone <laughs> out there? Tom, How's it going? Tom, talk to the So anywho. It's funny, I was on the train the other day. Anyway,
0: go go to the forum, check it out. Uh, I, I talk about it. Jersey's a a poster there, really good guy. Check out the replacements. He sent me also previews of Make Like a Tree comics. What I love about them is that they are fairly kid friendly. I don't know if you want your, your like four year old uh, to read them or, or read them to them, but like for um, uh, preteens and teenagers very very cool fun stuff but even for old long on the tooth comic book fans like us uh, very fun read so uh check out the replacements by uh by Jersey Drozd and that's d r o z d i hope i didn't butcher his last name and the link for the site is uh, is on our forum yeah. and the web comics link so Is the
2: same last name as the drummer for the Flaming Lips? Really? Yeah.
0: Maybe that's maybe that's him.
2: I just raised my eyebrows for you, and I was shocked. It, it, it could be. I never, I wouldn't have thought.
0: All right, guys, I mean, it's not, that, it's that is gross. our that is our top of the stack. Um, top,
2: top, 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 top. Of
0: the stack. stack. All right, guys, just have a few announcements here to wrap up the show. First of all, I would like to announce that we are now proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. The CPN is a collection of the best comic book podcasts on the net. You can learn more about the network and find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. Bruce Rosenberger uh, and his comics podcast crossover... Uh, has been named the official podcast of the network, and I would like to thank Bruce for having myself and Drew M. of the Weekly Specials Podcast on last week for a discussion about everyone's favorite spy, James Bond. Uh, please remember to check out Bruce's show, Comics Cast, and that's uh, with a K, K-O-M-I-C-S-K-A-S-T, it is one of my favorites. Uh, Tom and I talk about it all the time. Bruce is one of those guys that talks about comics that no one else talks about, and it's not because they're bad comics. It's just because no one it's because else. Because you're
2: you're about too them. stupid to know about him. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bruce and Bruce will show you. Why no, you're wrong.
0: Bru- Bru- Bruce talks about you know old, old stuff, stuff, new yeah. stuff, old stu- new stuff. He talks about a lot of small yeah. press stuff. So you com- won't
2: hear what he talks about on other podcasts.
0: Exactly, um,
2: unless we steal his news
0: stories matt i I know that the iPod took a dump on you, but um, do you listen to to Bruce's show
1: yeah i do i i I really enjoy it' cause half of it, like you said, half of the stuff that he talks about I've never heard of, but it makes me want to go out, go out and try and find them.
0: Yeah, he's and I good. really
1: enjoy the the crossovers.
0: Yeah, oh, it's uh, uh I just did one with uh, with Drew M, who does weekly specials, which isn't a comic book podcast. It's one about you know new DVD releases and that kind of stuff. But Drew is is a great poster at CGS and on our forum, so he's definitely in the comics community. Uh, speaking of the forums, I would like to thank all of the great forum posts this week. Uh, those posts make our jobs a lot easier. Uh, just so everyone is aware, we uh, we post next week's topic on Tuesdays at both of our forums. We have a forum at AroundComics.com, which is growing and changing every day and is uh, a Stronger, lot of fun. Stronger, yeah, it's, it's really
2: growing, guys.
0: Yeah, it's 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 cool. Matt is is a poster there, and we we, we really post, enjoy his time there.
2: Ship his shang's caring.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> and we have another forum which is at the comicgeekspeak.com, and that has really kind of become the hub of all comic book podcasts. Anything podcast you,
2: you don't even like comics if you're not posting there. Uh,
0: there. There are seriously like 14 comic book podcasts that have their forums.
2: My brother got a forum there, and I, he I, just read Planetary last week, and that's the first comic he did. S- I kidding. sent
0: Brian Deemer uh, an email that we were going to have a um, a forum about comics with monkeys, and you were going to be the mod moderator on it. So, uh, and, and Brian said he would think about it. So, okay, no, he died. Well, what? Oh, son of a. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it, a
2: lot of there's a lot of really good monkey comics coming out soon. So, too.
0: if you like comic book podcast, you know we obviously are are thrilled that you're listening to ours. But if you want to check out some other ones, go to comicspodcast. Com to get links to all these other great comic book podcasts or go to comicgeekspeak.com to their forum section. And there's, like, 14 of them there, and you can kind of kind of uh, check them out that way. So, um, Around Comics and Dark Tower are pleased to announce that Michael Avery and Joe Bucco, the creators of Werewolves Call of the Wild, will be in store and in when? studio on Friday, June 30th for a book signing and guest appearance on the show. check out their book at cotwcomic.com and listen to Around Comics for more information on the appearance. That's a couple weeks from now. That's...
2: Uh, two weeks from now. It is
0: two weeks from now. Talk to Mike. He is excited. Is he
2: excited? Is he, he is pumped? Very, he's is he pumped. ready to go? He's ready to go. Is he ready for what you have to do when you're
0: here live? I. It's our first signing, so. Okay. Mike What's is saying? our he's not our like guinea you, pig. Like you
2: the you know the beatings, <laughs> the yelling, just the yelling beforehand. Right. Tom,
0: just... Tom, this is because of you. Here are a couple corrections and clarifications from last week's episode. This is last Monday's episode. Uh, our fact-checking department informed me that the fantastic webcomic Butternut Squash is located at www.butternutsquash.net.
2: I don't even want to know Butternut <laughs> Squash.com. It's a really, it's a
0: really good webcomic, but uh, <laughs> I, I said I said it was at ButternutSquash.com, which is a totally different site. So it's
2: uh, the nut- Midwest number one place for Butternut Squash. <laughs>
0: <It's>, Butternut Squash <laughs> is a very good comic that has actually been picked up by Ape Entertainment. So uh, check that out at Butternut. Netsquash.net. Um, that and uh, I incorrect, incorrectly spoke that John Hook is the writer of Revere. He's John, not. John Cook is, he's, in fact, not the writer. He's a big uh, fan. No, PR he's, guy. He's the PR guy. Uh, Revere is written by his very good friend Ed Wavely. So, yeah, so sorry, Ed. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Ed. And to, but John Hook, we still love you. So yeah, like you. All right. We love you, but we're not in love with you. All right. Um, <laughs> Sal, we we hope that uh, that your lovely daughter is feeling wonderful. I I hate producing the show. This probably sounds. I hate watching Chris produce it <laughs> almost <laughs> as much as I think I uh, he hates it's. I, I'm we're jittery. like a
2: second away from deleting everything, just constantly teetering on the Shut,
0: edge of like the red button. Yeah, I just <laughs> touch the red button. I
2: just—it's like we're so South like a calming presence, and yeah, he, <laughs> comes next in, to Chris, he comes
0: in, he sets it up, he's like, all right, all right, let's go, let's go, that's our roll. And I'm like, all right, from Chicago, it's from this Chicago, is. It. And <laughs> me. I'm just like so many knobs and dials and buttons. And,
2: and if and... you can't tell, I I I don't do anything. I show up. <laughs> Poor,
0: poor, poor Matt. We've been recording this yeah. show for like five, five hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna edit this down to a real tight hour forty-five minutes. Matt, all, all right, Matt. We're gonna call you back in five minutes. Whenever I think we we're ready to go after the all sixth right? time. It, you ready? One, Listen, one we're
2: ninety percent of the way towards <laughs> Avenue it Work. So really just give us a call back.
0: So Sal, we, we and we have realized how much we need him. And
2: if you're listening to this and it's only coming out of one channel out of your stereo. Just unplug the other stereo and just center it. I assume you're listening to it on your hi-fi and not on your headphones. send guys. me hate mail. Say, right.
0: <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for hanging in with us today. We love the topic. We really enjoyed having you on the show, seeing you on the forum. You're uh, you're one of our favorite. Being listeners. around you and and that I mean you're officially you're you're part of the gang now. You're you're a contributor. You, you'll get your you'll, very
2: much. When we are you coming to uh, Wizard World Chicago?
1: Yes, I am. I'm going to be there on Saturday.
2: Are you familiar with the oh, Chicago true. gang term called running the L? <laughs> that's where you line up and we beat you from neck to <laughs> feet. And after that, you're officially part of the gang. Yeah. Now, we're going to say you're part of the gang because we assume you will take that beating like a man. But You get a merit badge. Are, I'll buy you a drink afterwards. I think he just hung be up. He hung up. <laughs> no, he didn't. Are you no. there? <laughs> He's shocked.
0: laughing. He, he doesn't know what to say.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I I will take
0: the. I will accept the beating. I just take a beating like a man. Well, well, Matt, you've been you've been there from the beginning. I think that you actually were one of the like three people to listen to episode one of Around Comics. <laughs> and, and you've been there from the beginning, so we we really appreciate your support as a listener. You're you're one of the guys that, that makes it fun for us.
2: Dedicated masochist. Enjoy enjoy yes. the, the, the first you episode.
0: You poor poor bastard. <laughs> you
2: enjoy being kept on hold. Anyway, are we at two hours yet? Yeah. Do probably. we need to vamp to get, to get up to two? I'm
0: trying to let Matt. Oh, sorry. You know, say his. Say All his, right, go. I'm here, sorry. Here it is, Matt. Here, here's your last chance.
1: Well, uh, it's, uh thanks very much for having me on. It's always a great show, and I keep looking forward to it every Monday and now every other Thursday or so. It's, it's a great show.
0: Right. Keep up the great work. Well, thanks. Well, we we appreciate checks in the mail with the uh, with the exterminators. Yeah. So, all <laughs> right, everyone. Uh, Tom, thank you for for keeping things afloat today. Everyone, have a fantastic week. We'll be back again next Monday with another full-length episode. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in... And and around around
2: comics. comics.
0: Would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. For that and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com Music for this show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today and remember to join us next week. With a panel, will change, but our mission stays the same: bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics.